tank fly, boss walk jam, nitty gritty. You're listening to the boy from the big bad city. This is jam hot. Not to be confused with hot jam, which is something completely different. Music is one of my raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens kind of things. Outside of Blondie, or more so Debbie Harry, who he fancied, and the Grease soundtrack, or more so Olivia Newton-John, who he fancied, my father wouldn't let music in the house. Post-divorce, all that changed as an early act of rebellion, my mother started purchasing the Now That's What I Call Music compilations. I think Six was the first one to be put into the car, with Simple Minds, Queen, Level 42 and Tina Turner. We don't need another hero. Of course, I went my own way, discovering the Smiths 12 years after they broke up via second-hand albums on cassette sold in a local junk shop, and to this day, Rank is probably my favourite live album, tied with Field of ne- Fields of the Nephilim, Earth Inferno. I was an indie boy. I'd go to the alternative music nights at clubs, seeking out Jane's Addiction and PJ Harvey and the Throwing Muses and Pavement before University and Britpop hit. I'd seen Suede and Blur and Audio Web and a weird night with spiritualised Mercury Rev and Dr. Fibes and the House of Wax Equations when I turned down the chance of seeing Oasis for £2 at the Union. Sure, I bought their single on cassette, Supersonic, after seeing it was the hot shot on the chart show that week. But they wouldn't get all that big. Surely not. Music may have taken a while to get into my life, but it was always there in my running life. It is both a motivator, with those high BPM tracks to get you running to the finish, And it is my anaesthetic, in that I have the same playlist, albeit a six-hour playlist, that is rarely added to and is listened to on my commute to work and on planes or in the bath or everywhere, including on runs, and it puts me into the mental zone that I need to keep going. If I add new music, you tend to focus on it and not the running, as my playlist has literally been played to death. I know it off by heart, and it lulls me into a comatose state, and I just keep plodding. And this was what was needed for my last race of 2017, closing out the pancreatic cancer 12 in 12. Number 19. The Winter Phoenix, 28th of December 2017. The day before my 45th birthday was D-Day for the 12 in 12. And what a A.A. Baday Bawadala Day day it was. Three days before the end of the year, the Phoenix Running Winter Series came to my rescue, allowing me to complete my charity challenge just as the pledged amount was eclipsed by the actual amount collected. I had done it. And looking back, raising thousands of pounds for charity was actually more stressful and tiring than running the races in the first place. Not that there was anything stressful about this race in particular. I had seven hours to run as many laps as I wanted in Walton-on-Thames along the river. 
All I needed was four. But it was cold. There was black ice by the locks that sent people flying. After all, we'd all be wearing road shoes. No grips here because it was supposed to be on path. Not that anything really grips on icy path anyway. So there's no point to really labour. It was four there and backs, 3.3 miles there, turn at a bridge, and 3.3 miles back to the race HQ. Drinks and snacks. Strategy? As per all the lap races, really, the question being when to go out and when to refuel. For this one, I think I refueled a lot. And what this race illustrated to me quite categorically was that if you were planning a 12 in 12 or a 52 in 52 or as many marathons as you want in a year, they can't all be great. Sure, I'd enjoyed the heat of Barcelona and the memories of running Europe's most beautiful marathon in Lucerne to keep me warm on the laps and the recollections of running Brighton and London and Milton Keynes less than three weeks apart. The awesome Hull and Yorkshire comeback, as well as the grounding given to me by my failures at Comrades, Ultrax and Shakespeare Raceway. But if it wasn't for the dull lap races with seven-hour cut-offs organised by SVN and Saturn running and Phoenix running, it just wouldn't have been possible. And I am very grateful to them for that. I'd started the year at Cakeathon, frozen, running around and around a nature reserve in Deal. And I ended it running up and down and up and down the frozen Thames until I could finally say, Mission accomplished, thanks to listening to my music and falling into a sort of running coma. It wasn't fast. It wasn't pretty. Looking back, I DNF'd three times and DNS'd too many times to think, thanks to cold or injuries or just not wanting to run. But I got it done, and I am proud of that. I'm more so of the money I raised for a very worthy cause that is close to my heart. I would run 12 in 12 again, multiple times in fact, just never for charity, because that really stopped it being fun. And looking back at this race in particular, the experience was a bit of an anticlimax for me. The 12 marathons in 12 months medals and the long sleeve tops and the certificates that were supposed to be there were delayed, coming from China thanks to customs forms issues. And so there was no pomp to celebrate my 12 in 12, no celebratory lap in the middle of winter, just a ripple of applause from a small crowd of runners freezing their nuts off by the Thames in late December. But what the finish did for me is inspire me to go one better in 2018. 12 in 12 was doable now, in my mind, and it's all about those stepping stones, up from the half to the full, from the full to the ultras, and that would be the next step. More ultras, more races, anything more than 12 in 12 was acceptable now. And I needed to get going if I was to hit the 100 marathon club by the age of 50. Next up, the Gothic Challenge. <laughs> 